Hello everyone and welcome back to the Recasting Couch with your hosts Aaron and Brian. How you doing Brian? I'm doing great Aaron, how you doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty well. Uh, we're here to talk recasting films today and on the Recasting Couch, if you're not familiar, we take a film of old and recast it with current working actors so you can't have any day that has long since passed, can't have anyone back in their prime. Has to be today, 2020 actors as they currently are. So, today, we're doing a recast of Robert Rodriguez's... Or Robert Rodriguez, would you say? Nah, it's Robert Rodriguez, Sensei. <laughs> should, should, <laughs> spent too much time thinking about that there. Hi. Um, 2005, I think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is the comic book adaptation from Frank Miller's comic, I suppose. Uh do you know what's happening in this film? It's just a, it's like four. I think it's four different kind of pairs of characters intertwined. Mm-hmm. It's four different stories. It's um, Marv looking for whoever killed Goldie. As uh, Hartigan and Nancy, who's Bruce Willis and and uh, Jessica Alba, mm-hmm. who get try to get revenge or get away from the killer who abducted her when she was a kid. Um, mm-hmm. As Clive Owen, who's Dwight, and Rosario Dawson is Gail. That's the kind of they just killed a cop, an undercover cop who is the Gail's the kind of leader of the prostitutes, and it's those stories kind of intertwining between each other, kind of kind of pulp fictiony, but uh, in but Sin City, shit. <laughs> I I really like Sin City. I really like I it a am lot. Not a fan of this movie, and especially not. Have you seen A Dame to Kill for? Yeah, that was that wasn't not, great. No, um, I, I really didn't like that one. Um, I don't know. I think I maybe watched this a little too young. Because as we'll go on to, Elijah Wood as this creepy, that scared me so much. <laughs> of his reflective glasses, his yeah. little circular glasses, that, sca- that honestly gave me nightmares back in the day when I watched this film. Um, so we're going to be recasting the roles of Kevin, originally played by Elijah Wood, Nancy by Jessica Alba, Hartigan by Bruce Willis, Dwight by Clive Owen, Gail by Rosario Dawson, and Marv by R- Mickey Rourke. Um, yeah, this this actually, I had a bit of a hard time with this one, mainly for the reason that it's, I think you're really looking for a particular type of actor that's going to be in this kind of film. That's what I was thinking when I was, was I, when I was going through these, I was trying to think, who would be in this film? Not just like, who would I like to see it? Because, you know, there's some people I, I just don't think you'll get. And this kind of because it's it it's supposed to be like very on the nose dialogue and it's like hammed up and it's super dramatic and all this and I don't think it's really it's not going to be perceived as like higher art or anything like that. It's a very niche kind of film, so I think you're going to need to find a bunch of actors that that are at their points in their career where they would just go for something at a film like this. Yeah. Um, See, so saying s- that, I will say go. it is rated as an eight out of ten on IMDb right now. That's some some bull <laughs> shit right there. I think anyway. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that surprises me so much. But no, I, I I think I I really do think this film is is one of the better uh, comic book movies that have uh, have ever been released. <sighs> Okay, <laughs> we can't we can't have them all. We can't always talk about the ones we like. I suppose <laughs> so. Um. We're going to start with Kevin. Yeah. Seeing that as well, 
I think just 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 to interrupt when you were saying that you don't like this film. I find these I don't know about you. I find these so much easier to cast if I really like the film. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I think I think, you have I that think... connection to it where you enjoy it and you were like, oh, I like to think about that more. Whereas if it's a film you don't enjoy, you're like, ah, oh, fuck it, he'll do. You know? Yeah, I think I think you're right. Yeah, because because you you have if you're enjoying it, you have a very clear picture of who the character is because you're a bit more connected so then it, you you probably would take a wee bit more care into who you think would take on these roles yeah. um maybe that's i think i've got a, a, a decent cast i think i've got a few recasts in here um from previous episodes but i think i, I have as well so we're going to start with kevin who I, as i was saying scared the shit out of me when i was a kid i think elijah wood being the friendly face of frodo in lord of the rings i think it, it, somebody was a genius in realising that he actually looked pretty creepy when <laughs> uh, when he just had this kind of weird wee smile on him and I think they really capitalised on that in the movie Maniac, have you ever seen that? Uh, no it's, I haven't. It's a first person perspective where Elijah Wood is a serial killer and he scalps women and then puts them on his their, their, hair, their hair on mannequins is it is a gruesome film, it is not a don't highly recommend it to be honest. <laughs> it's quite it's quite dire. Um so I was really my whole thing was like, who looks creepy? Kind of, without being too like offensive towards that person. But who who gives me the creeps? I can't remember. I actually had someone right away. I think I actually had Michael Serra to start, but I decided he just he's just maybe a wee bit too friendly looking. He's not intimidating enough. So, and I don't think this guy is intimidating. That's the thing. I don't think Elijah Wood is intimidating. But if you put him in this contact text and this style and all that, I think that's the creepiness that comes across. So, um, and you need somebody who looks like they can be kind of feline, you know, with his wee... I always think, this is literally a bit, I always laugh at this movie when Marv has his trap set up and there's like wires and, you know, like barbed wire and then he just, he runs and he jumps right over and you just hear Mav going, damn, he's slick. <laughs> <laughs> I found that hilarious. So I think my pick for this could fit that and it's Thomas Brody Sangster. And Thomas Brody Sangster uh, has been in the game for a while. He looks about 12 years old, but in fact he's about 30 something. Um, he's in the Maze Runner series. Oh, he's also yeah, the little kid in Love Actually that jumps across the airport barriers yeah. with absolutely no consequence. Um, <laughs> and there was something else. I can't quite remember though. Jojen Reed in Game of Thrones. Ah, yeah, so he is. Yeah. So I think put this guy in the hyper stylized black and white with the creepy glasses and you have him jumping about and slashing at Marv. I think he could be right in there. Yeah. It's, it, I, I genuinely think this role is so much about the look I think a lot of that is to do with a lot of these characters I don't really think I don't think in the original you know Mickey Rourke made that character I don't think Clive Owen made that character obviously they didn't feel that way when they recast him as Josh Brolin in the next one but like yeah it, I think so much of it is based upon the looks because obviously being a comic book adaptation that's you're going on the looks so much which from what's on the paper. So I think I think he's has the look enough to be like a right kind of creepy Kev like Kevin. Kevin the <laughs> But uh aye, that's what I went for. 
like how you said before we started, why well, keep this one short? And then you spent eight minutes talking <laughs> why you were choosing him as Kevin. I'll keep it shorter after this. <laughs> On you anyway, go. My pick for Kevin is uh, Bill Skarsgård, who played Pennywise the Clown and oh, the It's uh, movies. Uh, because I'm, I'm the exact same. Kevin doesn't really do much. It's all about the physicality. It's all about the look. And he can look like a right creepy bastard. Even in his, <laughs> like, his, his profile photo on IMDb, he looks creepy with those kind of like, fucking bulging, butt-sunken eyes at the same time. So I think... Uh, <laughs> I think he's he's my man for Kevin. That's it. I will try and take a, a page for your book there. <laughs> I need to I need to rein it in a wee bit. Um, Nancy, so Jessica Alba played this, and literally, right? I I somebody that watched these movies a long time ago, and I've been using clips to get me up to speed because I refused to pay three fifty for a for a film that I do not enjoy. Um, I'm not entirely sure if I'm comfortable with my pick for this, but I went for Chloe Grace Moretz because I was thinking somebody around that age, somebody that's probably, I think, maybe looking to get into the more... Because obviously she started out with Kick-Ass. And I just feel like she never really, like, went much beyond that. You know, we had something like, what's that film called? They're always sporting for 4K. The Fifth Wave. All the time, man, I see that getting, like, by the 4K blurry for... The fifth wave, and I'm like, nah, <laughs> why? <laughs> um, but I think uh, the only thing yeah. is, though, I don't know how comfortable I feel about seeing somebody like her being like the full like stripper scenes and stuff like that when she's on the catwalk. Yeah, because I don't know, just because like obviously we've seen her grow up. I don't know if that's the same for Jessica Alba. Is she like a child or somebody from a younger age that was acting? I don't think so. I've got no idea. I, I, I don't know much about Jessica Alba's background, I'm afraid. <laughs> uh, but that's just kind of because I was thinking, trying to think of somebody who would maybe be looking for that next kind of more adult film and somebody who, you know, she's like in her mid-twenties now as well. Yeah. Having grown up being a youngster in, in Kick-Ass. So that's who I went for, Nancy. Cool. I'm I'm torn between my, my Nancy because I don't think anybody's going to argue with me here and say that Jessica was not the best actress uh, um, but she fits this role pretty well for what she needs to do she needs to look kind of sad and then happy and then you know in love and that's pretty much the extent of what needs to happen in Sin City um, for the character of Nancy as far as I can remember mm-hmm. so I did have chosen for this role because it's so much about the look. I think she's, she's supposed to look a certain way. And I went for, first of all, Madison Eisman, if I'm saying that correctly, who plays Bethany in the Jumanji movies, the with the blonde hair out in the uh, real world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I think, think there is a, there's a, a certain vulnerability to her character that would transition well to Nancy, especially at the end when, you know, she realises that... Um, that Jonas brother is actually Colin Hanks, you know, growing up <laughs> and, and that, that whole kind of heartbreak and there's, there's a lot of that that would transition well however however, I've, went, I've cast this person before and she's not traditionally an actor, so I have went with Demi Lovato for the role of Nancy <laughs> okay <laughs> wait, Just... you have cast her before, haven't you? <laughs> I um, and I think I just think there's there's certain elements of her 
you know her personality and then her personality that could transition into what Nancy needs to be because she needs to be like a showman or a showwoman sorry she needs to to, to be believable on that stage you know with a I think she got a lasso at one point um, I'm not sure and she needs to be believable in that role but she also needs to show her you know our our, our um What's the word I'm looking for? I can't remember. Anyway, um, <laughs> a softer side, like a, a, a sensitive side, her vulnerable side. And I think mm. Demi Lovato hits those notes pretty perfectly. And the fact that you're not bringing extra like an actor baggage into this, mm. um, which is something that's always sort of in the back of my mind. Because I don't think Jessica Alba, I mean, she might have been in loads, but I can't really remember her being anything before this, other than maybe Fantastic Four in some shit shark film. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, she was kind of the it girl for a while, and I, I just feel as if Demi Lovato kind of has that star power, but she's not, you would, you would believe her in that role. So that's why I went for Demi Lovato. Um, so next up we've got Hartigan who's really like the, the tie in with Nancy and you know Bruce Willis in this is, it's all about the chisel you know like being the hardened uh, cop or whatever you know like I, I just so I'm trying to think of somebody you put an X scar across his face you, you give him the the, the stubble um, and I, I, basically just somebody that could look like they're just done with it but they're like a violent man or whatever you know like a guy that could, that's been through it and um, I feel like I would have uh, if I hadn't last week I would have went for <laughs> Sean Penn yeah. just because that, that like that's exactly <laughs> what I was talking about last week when it came to like somebody that looks like they've been through it kind of thing so I, I went with somebody who ha- doesn't look like they've been through it as much but I think with the right styling and stuff, could look really good in this role. And that's uh, a, a fan, I think someone that you're a fan of, Timothy Oliphant. Oh, yes. I yes. Think, I think he could be pretty good in this role with it, you know, like the the withered grey hair, the stubble on his face, the lines, of, he's kind of Clint Eastwood lines in his face, you know, oh. and he put a big X scar in his face. I think that could be great. I'm raging, I never thought of it, him. Uh, that that is such a good pick. I also think it could be a bit because there's like a romance between him and Nancy, isn't there? Yeah. And I always found it a bit, you know, like watching that movie. I just kind of assumed it was like Nancy was like someday he was going to like more of a. I think he get more a wee bit more of a daughter vibe from from Bruce Willis and Jessica Alba, <laughs> in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I feel like you could probably play that across a wee bit better with Timothy Oliphant. Um, <laughs> I was one of the clips I watched is, is such a great, great piece of dialogue where she was like, "Here's me thinking you, I forgot uh, you forgot about me with my stupid letters." And he goes, "Those letters kept me going, stopped me from killing myself." <laughs> and I was just like, "This movie's something else." <laughs> so Timothy Oliphant, I think, would be good. That's decent. Uh, I went for I. I have I've blown the budget in my actors uh, <laughs> from here on out. <laughs> so <laughs> for. For my Hartigan, I had to go with Brad Pitt. Um, okay, just like because it. he's he's got the kind of he, he can have the the gruff voice that Bruce Willis puts on, and if you the exact same as what you were saying, see if you put him in his stubble, with like the scar on his face and the kind of that the kind of the weathered cop uh, with that gruff voice. I mean, I think Brad, I think Brad Pitt and Timothy Oliphant are kind of similar in that regard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's that's all I've got to say. I think Brad Pitt is a phenomenal actor, mm-hmm. incredibly underrated for the work he does, mm-hmm. um, and I think he, he throws himself into 
enough different projects and it varies up what he does, mm-hmm. um, he could he could pull something like this off quite easily. Because it's not it's not a very taxing role. I don't no, think you know. That's what I, say. I don't think any of them really are. To be honest, I think they they kind of give the vibe that they're all be sniggering in between takes just because yeah. it's like it's very it's very kind of stupid I, I feel yeah. like it's just like oh we're going to take the inspirations of this kind of genre and dial it up to like 15 <laughs> I think I think that's that's the vibe I'm getting for this film so yeah. on to Dwight Clive Owen I don't know like I think Clive Owen's been in some stuff that I've enjoyed him in but I just don't know if I really like him all that much to be honest Oh no, I'm not. I think he's a great actor. I really I, like him. You like? I, I think he's been in good. Like, you know, I like him in Children of Men's about the only example I can think of of him in right now. Have you got yeah. other Inside Man? He's 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 really good in Inside Man. I barely remember that. Is that Colin Farrell? That's uh, if I'm thinking no, of. It's Denzel Washington. It's Spike Lee. It's the bank heist. And, I, um, I I was thinking of the phone booth with oh, Colin right, Farrell. Right, right. Um, nah. And he's uh, in but, the bad guy in, in uh, Gemini Man and he plays the exact same role in oh, Valerian geez. in the City of a Thousand Planets. Oh, <laughs> and, yeah, see, like, bad, bad stuff. <laughs> but, he, but he does bad movies, but I always think he's really good in them. He's got a, he's got a certain thing, a certain, certain style that he does really well and that this, I think that this is probably the best. He's, cause he's, just, he's really good at being intense. He has that intense thing about him and uh, I think this is probably one of the best things I've seen him in. So, going for again, I kind of think like somebody who'd look good in a big long coat, shadows cast across their face, you know, the hair flicking or whatever. And I was trying to cast somebody as well that would look a lot younger than my uh, Marv. Because right. obviously, Marv's coated in prosthetics, but having Mickey Rourke in it, you're, you're just. Your your hearing age come out of his voice, <laughs> but um, so for Dwight, I went for Sebastian Stan of Winter oh, Soldier fame. Oh, that's that's pretty good. I think yeah. put him in some black and white. You know, grow out his hair again, not to the extent of the Winter Soldier, but grow it a wee bit. You know, I think I think he could be pretty pretty decent in a kind of in a role like this because he was very. Literally, with my only experience to this guy being Mar- the Marvel movies, I just think he's kind of like one of those guys. It's it's weird. Like he looks good on camera when he's doing those kind of like exaggerated shots with shadows and stuff. You know, like when he turns around and he's like, obviously his face is covered from most of that movie. But you know, like he catches Cap Shield and he's got the the stuff in his eye. I think he's just got that yeah. in him to 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 have it for this role where you're like quipping all the time hitting it with the monologues it, you know it being intimidating as well I think yeah. and whilst being a wee bit more fresh faced than than some of the other people in this movie who have been like basically torn to shreds by Sin City Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what yeah. did you go for? I like it I like that I uh, went for someone complete opposite and I went for Johnny Depp for oh. Dwight <laughs> very different I went very for different. you know Donny Brasco era Johnny Depp who can be very intense if he, I found because I started watching um, Waiting for the Barbarians which is a new film with him and Mark Rylands coming out and he's pretty good in it but I found that Johnny Depp to really shine needs 
the right director. He needs the right direction. And under this, in this type of film, with the kind of the intensity that Dwight needs to have, I think Johnny Depp, if he if he if he brings his A game and he shows up, he does he does what Dwight needs to do. Mm. And, and I just think it's just bouncing off everybody just because of how good of an actor he is and how good of an actor people have forgotten that he is. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. when he when he when he shows up, he's he's gaming. He was he was the first guy that popped into my mind, and then from when I said that, I was like, "No, that's I don't need I like anymore. It. I, like I don't need to look anymore." Aye, I think that's a good pick, and I also don't think really like I'm talking about being a bit more fresh faced and stuff. I don't think it particularly matters because everyone's supposed to be kind of, you know, yeah. shaped and molded by by uh, the their. Living condition. I, I don't. Want, I was like shaped by I don't want to keep saying it. It makes me cringe. Um. So yeah, I like that. I think I maybe like that better than Sebastian Stan. Um. Going for Gale, right? <laughs> I saw a clip of this and I kind of thought it was ridiculous. Like some of the outfits. Yeah. That she has on, like one that's just like you know the straps going like all around her body kind of thing, and I was like, ah, I just feel. I don't know. Like I'm wondering how much how. Like they would make this film now, you know? Because I just I saw that, and that was even you know going by what we say is appropriate or whatever in these kind of. I remember seeing that and being like, "Whoa, man! Like that's that's of a time right there." <laughs> and there's also of a certain actress who I feel like you know Rosario Dawson. Props to her for just being like, "Fuck it, man! I'll I'll be sitting there with my guns in this horrible outfit." <laughs> um. I struggled with this one because I don't feel like because Rosario Dawson's a wee bit ageless she doesn't really look I think she would still be able to do roles like this that she'd done back then and and she's just recently been you know she's got a big role in The Mandalorian now maybe that's been influencing my I've not actually seen her yet I'm not in those episodes but I just know she's in it Timothy Oliphant was definitely inspired by The Mandalorian because he's in the first episode of season 2 as this kind of like sheriff type and um, so I, I don't know I, I I was just trying to I was looking through the classic you know actresses in their 20s kind of thing <laughs> trying to look at people's work and decide you know based on the kind of films I've made who would go for what and I ended up with somebody I think this is a recast and it is uh, Samara Weave, Weaving of Ready or Not but she also done a film which I actually haven't seen but I've seen a lot of like advertisement stuff of Guns Akimbo with Daniel Radcliffe and she was also I think she's the daughter in Three Billboards like the other daughter if there is there is another daughter isn't there the one that gets killed is it maybe the one that gets killed no doesn't she have another son and daughter she only has a son oh shit maybe <laughs> <laughs> maybe she is I don't know I just saw it in her list and I was thinking like there's no one in that movie that I thought was bad so but yeah. um, based on those two like Guns of Kimbo and Ready or Not are the kind of like pulpy violent you know kind of off kilter comedic type of uh, of movies and I think going by that work she would be fully up for something uh, like this right yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, somebody that's got a wee bit of a kind of wild streak because like see for example Ready or Not is not uh, a like you know nice looking a nice movie for her character because I think as well like see actors that are willing to be like literally like roll around in like the pig shit because that is literally like something I think that happens in, in Ready or Not you know she's slashed she's stabbed she's shot she's wearing this wedding dress she's just torn to shreds and I think there's a certain type that will go for that they kind of like I think she's got the potential to be like a kind of scream queen type but 
also the way that she turns in ready or not i think could have that hard boiled like nail hard as nails kind of thing that 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 gail has um yeah. that rosario dawson put across so i, I went for samara weaving that's decent that's decent i think mine, <laughs> i think mine is better right, mine is definitely a recast Alright, okay. Definitely. And I feel as if Gail needs to have a certain attitude. She needs to be very confident. She needs to be very tough. Her only kind of weakness is, I'd say anyway, her like love for Dwight. That, I think that's very evident. So, I, but, but everything else, she's rocks all and has this attitude and has this confidence and has this, I'm going to f- kill you and this is what's going to happen. And I think the only person who I could possibly see in this role is, of course, Margot Robbie. Oh, he's went for it. <laughs> Mark ones. it in your calendars, boys. <laughs> I wish we had like a sound effect panel so I could just like honking all the horns or whatever. <laughs> all right, just, okay. just because of the range she's shown and the length at which she's willing to put herself for the roles over the past, you know, five years or so, five, six years, even going back to Wolf of Wall Street, when it was our first kind of breakout thing, the the the, the difference in like style of film that she's been willing to go and and like you know bump up her resume with, and mm. obviously the one everybody will come back to, she has that confidence when she plays Harley Quinn, doesn't mm. necessarily fit those well Birds of Prey anyway. I thought she was very you know <laughs> different from what, everything else that was happening, but she has that sense of confidence in the self sense of self assurance, but she also has instances where she's shown the kind of vulnerability where the whole scenes between Gail and Dwight mm-hmm. and Gail clearly as you know the kind of head of the hookers has to look a certain way mm-hmm. and uh, has to be very attractive <laughs> is that what they're called? I don't know that's what they're called that's just what I call them <laughs> uh, obviously Rosario Dawson looks phenomenal uh, Margot Robbie obviously looks phenomenal I think that has to factor in to who this character is because she's supposed to be this you know this beautiful deadly woman so I, I think that's that's who who I go for it's Margot Robbie it's pretty good it's pretty good um on to Marv I had quite a few different people that I picked for this before I finally just went for one that is my second recast of this whole of whole thing of the day um so I'm curious I don't know. I'm just gonna hit uh, Russell Crowe. Oh, that's a good one. Because that I is a good one. I actually, my immediate thought was to go for Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> that's who I had as my first one as well. <laughs> that's who I initially had penciled in. Because I was like, so ve- like literally just the second when you're saying like something that, that talks the way they do, that looks the way they do, and the prosthetic and all that. I was like, Sylvester Stallone probably be good for that. I think he's just a wee bit too old now. I yeah. think it's just a wee bit like he just couldn't quite do it. So then I was like, well, who has that same like big bulking intimidation, like just a hard as nails guy? And I think I think Russell Crowe could do that. Like even just like two reference a shit movie of his, but unhinged. I mean, yeah. I say shit, I enjoyed it. But, I enjoyed like, it as well. Russell Crowe and unhinged, like pairing that, dialing up the the whole like the hamminess of being this noir kind of film. Like I think I think he could do really good in that that role. Yeah, I like it. So who did, like who did you lot. have then if you didn't go for Sylvester Stallone? I went for put a a, a bit of, a little bit more bulk on him. I went for Mr. Intensity, Michael Shannon as Marv. I, l- 
I, no, actually, I didn't think of him for this. It was for some uh, our next week's one. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about him for it and I never went for it. But yeah, um, yeah like, uh, he has got the intensity, definitely. He's, <laughs> He's got just... them mad dog eyes. <laughs> And him, see when he speaks, see when he does voiceovers or when he performs, see when he was playing, uh, you know, General Zod in Man of Steel, I could feel everything that he was saying. See when he was angry and he was getting sentenced to like time in prison or whatever, and uh, then he was he was vengeful against Superman and uh, stuff like the Iceman, and then obviously in kind of more recent times like Knives Out and um, Midnight Special and stuff. He's I just think he's a he's a very underrated actor. He's flying quite below the radar, but when he talks. I just feel as if you listen and then one of the things about, that's the thing about Mickey Rook when he's playing Marv or when he's in The Wrestler or whatever when he talks you, you listen to what he's saying and I feel as if there's, there's everything that comes out of Michael Shannon's mouth I'm like I better listen to this guy or I'm in trouble so I just feel as if he's the he's got the intensity to pull it off and I would believe him I would believe him in scenes like you were talking about with Kevin earlier when he like handcuffs himself to him and, you know beats, just things like that yeah Michael Shannon <laughs> wild card yeah, um, yeah. So that's been our recasting of Sin City. Uh, gonna go for a run through here. I went for Thomas Brody Sangster's Kevin, Chloe Grace Moretz's Nancy. Which I gotta say, I feel like there's another one out there for that. I've just, I've just not done it quite. Uh, Tom- Timothy Oliphant is Hartigan, Sebastian Stan is Dwight, Samara Weaving is Gale, and Russell Crowe is Marv. And I had Bill Skarsgård as Kevin. Demi Lovato as Nancy, Brad Pitt as Hartigan, Johnny Depp as Dwight, Margot Robbie as Gail, and Michael Shannon as Marv. Uh, Johnny Depp would definitely interest me in the role of, of, yeah. of Dwight. I think that would that would actually be the thing that would pull me in, I think, uh, for this film. Uh, but yeah, thanks everybody for listening. This has been the Recasting Couch. Uh, we'll be back next week with a recast of Fargo. And what did we do last week? The Departed. The that Departed. Was a big one. The, the, yeah, The Departed. Big ass episode on The Departed. So if you want to listen to that as well, we also have our mainline episodes every Friday. Last Friday, we were covering uh, our top picks for films on streaming platforms for you. If you're, you know, if you're staying in the house this over the next month or so. And next week, we're going to be, next Friday or the Friday after this episode comes out, we're going to be reviewing Mank. So well, that's the new David Finch film that will be coming out on Netflix. Uh, on the 4th of December I think it is 5th of December so yeah tune in for that and we'll see you next week see you later